Hello, everyone. You are listening to Slaying in Singletonville. This is your podcast host, Lisa Lee, and I'm so excited today because I have a dear friend of mine here with me. Her name is Phyllis Greeny. She has a life coach business, uh, Revive TLC. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. And um, I've I've known Phyllis for years. We went to church together, but more intimately, I knew her a few years ago when she actually took me through some life coaching and um, right after my divorce. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it's funny because I, I talked about you in one of my uh, podcast episodes already about how I don't even remember some things that were said, but, and I had a very intimate circle at that time of my yeah. life. Like I, I had nothing to give. I have my sister and my son and maybe a friend or two and I had you. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. That was all that was in my little circle, but you it, like we haven't seen each other y'all for like three years, so it's like amazing to like see each other like kind of before and after yes. and see <laughs> the difference and everything. But um, I'm gonna put a, a plug in of, of her website at the end. I'm gonna attach it to the description in this too. So if anybody is interested, um, you'll have that information there. But. So I'm so excited. Let's just dive into this. Um, you know, Phyllis, when I told you I was doing this, this, this whole podcast is just living the single life. Yes. You know, and um, you've been married for what, 48 years? 48 years. <laughs> what, what do I know about being single? I know. What, do, what does being single mean to you? So yeah. <laughs> with that being said, yeah. let me hear. What, okay. what does so it mean? So I have a little bit different take on being single. Okay. Because okay? I haven't been without a partner, which a lot of times that's what being single would mean. You have mm-hmm. no partner. Right. Okay? So I understand that's the context that we're speaking in. But for me, um, what have I learned in 48 years of marriage? Okay. So I have... Because I'm so young, I mean, yeah. how old can I be? Right? <laughs> you always be I was, I, I wasn't single very long in my life, but one of, the, one of the most major things that I've learned and something that I teach couples that come in for life coaching now mm-hmm. and something that I teach all my single people is being single is one of the most important things us humans need to learn. And when we achieve being single, truly being single, that's when we finally get to be eligible to have a partner in our life. But who knows that? Because most 20-year-olds, when you get married in your 20s, you don't know that. You think that you're finding somebody to complete you. Somebody that, you know... uh, is your better half and all this other stuff. And it sounds very romantic, but it's not healthy and it isn't true. Yeah. And so one of the things that I've learned in being married for so long is one of the most important things that I taught myself and I taught my husband and I, I teach people now because I'm passionate about it is learn to be single, learn to love to be single and embrace it, get it to where you know, being single is what life is really all about. And then you can have a partner yeah. in your life. Oh, so yeah. What does single mean to me? What single means to me is being whole. Yes. Being a whole and complete person that doesn't really need anybody else to complete them and make them whole. 
Yes. Being so confident in who you are, so secure in who you are as an individual person. Right. Your gifts, your talents, your hopes, your dreams. You have the confidence to go for it. You're a secure human being. Yes. And you don't need, quote unquote, right. anybody to make you that way. Yes, no. Therefore, you don't live in a place of deficiency. Right. We're not enough. Yes. I'm not married, so I'm not enough. Who says that? Who taught us that? I'll tell you. Tell you me. Know, think about, I think of how I grew up, and, and you live by the examples that are set before you, right? Mm -hmm. So we grew up with the movies, you know, watching The Notebook. Yeah. Uh, what about Jerry Maguire? The, the quote, one of the famous quotes in there is when Tom Cruise says to Renee Zellweger's character, you complete me right and that resonates yes. that plants this thing yes. in your brain that you need another person to complete yes. you it was awesomely written i don't want to take away i no, love no, that movie. i get it but in, in in a weird sort of way he had to find himself in that movie ironically but the bigger thing you know those things stick with you yes and and you see you you grow up wanting romance i remember when i was in my early 30s and I was like, I just want to be a wife and a mom and have kids. And that, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing. But there was people, people find themselves, especially after divorce or the, or the death of a spouse, by themselves at a loss. Mm -hmm. And what do I do with myself? Mm -hmm. Or what, mm -hmm. what am I here to do? Mm -hmm. You know? And, and it's not like you have to do some great thing. We don't all have to be getting Oscars or, you know, Academy Awards and things like that. We don't need to get Grammys. We don't need to be an athlete that sets all these records to be important and fulfilling our purpose on this life. But we do have a purpose. Right. We, we need to find something that makes us feel alive and passionate. Okay, so let's move from something and doing to being. Yes. Okay, our whole society, our whole society is what do you do? So what do you do for a living? That so is so do? true. That's okay. one thing they ask when you go out on dates. It's so one thing that do? I do. What do you do? What do you do? Tell because me. Our whole society is based on performance. Yes. Our success is rated on how much. Right. <laughs> yes. All right. So I'm like, turn. I want to turn that upside down. Yeah. And say, it's not about what you do. I don't really care what you do because what you do does not define you. However, in our society, what it's you a, do, well, what do you do for a little, you're a stay at home mom right. or you, what you, what, well, what do you do? So we, we get our self-worth by what we do. That's right. what our society has taught us. Mm -hmm. So if you're not going to be a career woman, well, then at least be married and have a bunch of kids that yeah, you're yeah. doing something with. One or the other. And we're defining who we are and we're defining our identity about what we do and what we have. And that changes constantly. And that's performance based. And it makes us very insecure as men and women. Yeah. Okay? It does. Because we're constantly striving about, Oh my God, I need to be doing something. What am right. I doing with my life? And then we lose our identity in that process. So I'm all about who are you? Right. Not, I make my clients make me an I am list. Yes. And they're not allowed to put down what they do for a living because I don't care what you do for a living. That's not who you are. They're not even allowed to say, I'm a wife, I'm a mother. That's oh. your role. Right. Who are you? Mm -hmm. At your core, who, who are, are you? you? When you say, I am, 
can you come up with anything besides what you do right. or the role that you play? And a lot right. of my clients just look at me and say, I don't know what you're asking me to do. Right. Because I want to get to that center, to be a focus. A single person to me is someone who is centered. That person knows who they are, yes. whether they're alone or whether they're together, whether in the group of a party, whether they're being, quote unquote, successful in life or whether they're not. Right. My circumstances don't tell me who I am. I know who I am. Right. And finding that person is a journey that every single human needs to go on to find, be them male or female. So I started this journey probably six years ago because I didn't know who I was. I wasn't. I was married. I was a mom. I was a grandmom. And that's who I was. Yeah. And if you took that away from me, God forbid I didn't have a husband and I didn't have children and I didn't have grandchildren and I didn't have the community of people I had around me. Who was I? I had no idea. Mm -hmm. So we hear the expression, oh, you know, she's finding herself. Well, we need to find ourselves. My my dryer, sorry. (laughs) No, it's just spinning. Oh, okay. No. no. (laughs) Yeah. So. (laughs) So... That's, to me, this is the crux of the root of everything. Let's find your center. Who are you? Right. Not what do you do for a living. Yes. Okay, so who are you, Lisa? If the podcast starts, stops tomorrow. Yes. Who, you still are you? Right. That doesn't change. But you have to know who you are. And that journey of really finding who you are and being centered and focused in who you are makes you a whole, complete, single person. Yeah. And that's what I'm after. I'm after singleness because then you can go through life and life throws all kinds of crap at us on a regular basis. And some things, they just blindside us. Right. So you walking through, God forbid, a death. Yeah. And you're with your partner and then something happens in a moment of time and your whole world changes. How do you, how do you bounce back from that? You have to be centered. Yes. If you're not centered, then you just go out of control. Yes. Because you have no center to go back to. Right. Or you get that divorce. So you find that your partner's been unfaithful to you and you totally trusted them. Yes. You're on tilt. Right. Right? You're out of control. You don't know how to handle the circumstances of life that are yes. being thrown at you. And if you're not centered, and most of us are not, then we're we're like... Out of control for so long, we feel like, oh, my God, I don't even know how to get control of my life anymore. We get confused and oh, yeah. influenced. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I've watched this happen to myself, to people that I love, to my own family. We've dealt with so much um, heartache in our life and loss in our life. And uh, I thought, wow, I don't have a center. I'm not a single person. And what did has, you have to do to find it? I just really... I had some really times of real deep um, contemplation, um, really starting reflecting, who, who am I? Because I only can define myself through other people. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I thought, I made myself think about the terrible things. <laughs> like, I think when my dad died, he was in a motorcycle accident, and he and my husband were riding side by side. Uh. And... Uh, a, a driver hit him, hit them both from behind. 
Uh, my father went flying off the motorcycle into the intersection and died. My husband was thrown off of his motorcycle to the side. Okay, but at that moment, our lives totally changed. We all went out to dinner together, and um, my husband calls me and says, where are you? And they were just really in the intersection behind us. We went through that intersection right before them. We were in the car, and the guys were in the motorcycle behind us. And I had already made the right-hand turn, and Fred called me and said, we've been in an accident. I turned around and went to the intersection. And I remember it so clearly, because that intersection changed our life. I stood there with my mom and, and my husband and myself, and my dad was laying in the intersection, and everything changed. Everything changed, and there was my husband. I could have lost them both at the same moment. And when you go through something like that, I, that was the beginning of, I felt out of control. I couldn't get a hold of my grief. I couldn't get, I couldn't understand how this could happen to us. We're yeah. like good people. How does this happen to us? Right, right. right. Somehow like, we feel like we should be exempt from heartache or right, suffering. Right. Not true, but we think like that. And so that was the beginning of my journey. I made myself think of the terrible things. So I lost my dad. And now we had to re-figure out our life without my dad. My mom had to figure out her life without my dad. Yeah. And I thought, what if I would have lost them both that day? What would, who would I be? What right. would I have done? Yeah. And I would never, I'm the type of person where, let's just think about happy thoughts, okay? <laughs> yes. And we don't have to think about the sad thoughts, which is good, but I made myself think, what, who am I without my family, without my dad, without my husband, without my children, without my grandchildren? Who am I? Do mm -hmm. I know who I am? So that started my journey, and I started to ask myself those questions. And those questions were like, I, don't, I have no idea who I am. So I started to think about what did I used to dream about when I was a little girl? Who did I want to be when I grew up? Mm -hmm. um, I started to think about those dreams. I started to think about, so before I got married and became a mom, what did I think I was going to do with my life? Right. Okay. And how did that ever, and are any of those dreams still inside of me? Yeah. You know, that need to be revived. Yeah. And so one of the reasons why when I finally went, decided to go back to school and uh, become a life coach, I kept like, uh, what am I going to name my company? And I'm really bad at doing that. You know, some people are so good. I was so bad. And my husband said to me, well, what do you want to do? And I just kind of said, I just want to revive the hopes and the dreams that are already inside of us that we forgot about. And that yeah. have just been covered up with the dirt of just life. Yeah. And I thought, revive. That's what I want to do. So that's why I called my coaching business Revive Transformational Life Coaching. Because I just want to revive the things that are already in us. I believe mm -hmm. they're there. Right. All right. They're hidden or they're covered or they're suffocated or they're under right. a lot of dirt and sand from life, but they're there. Mm -hmm. And if we dust off all that stuff and mm -hmm. ask ourselves the hard questions, I think they'll start emerging out of the dirt or the sand of life. You yeah, know, they and do emerge up out of the ocean. And like you, you think, I, I think I was born to do this. Yes. 
I think you were too. I think it was always in you to do this. It's just that you didn't know how to access that. Right. No, I didn't. No. Because you're discovering that journey of this is who I am. It's not what I do. Yes. Yes. So people ask me all the time, you enjoy what you do? Yeah. I said, I do because I'm not doing it. This is who I am. Yeah. I would be doing this whether I'm a life coach, I have a title, I have a business or not, because I was always doing this, Lisa. Yeah. I was doing this when I was in elementary school. You were talking to people? I was talking to people. You were like okay. their, you were their coach. <laughs> you were their biggest cheerleader and coach, weren't you? I just believed in people and I've listened to people and I've connected with people. And I felt their pain, and I just wanted to be there since I was a little girl. Oh. And I thought, I'm just doing what I've always done. I love it. It's not what I do. It's who I am. Yes. Okay? So that's my whole thing about what's being single. Being single is being whole. Yes. Knowing who you are. Right. Having a center in your life. Yes. Um, And being so confident in that person that... You just go through life and you just can make those decisions and do whatever you have in your heart to do based on who you are, not right. that you have to perform, just to right. make yourself happy. Yes. You become confident. You become, um, you become secure in who you are. You become focused and centered. Yes. And see, once you become centered, then when you meet that person, yeah. you enhance each other. Exactly. Compliment. You, you don't complete. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I remember an argument Fred and I were having 20 <laughs> years ago, 25 years ago. <laughs> and I remember this. He said, you're asking me for something I cannot give you. <laughs> and I'm like, what does that mean? You have, you have an expectation that I'm going to fulfill all your dreams and all your hopes and be everything that you want. And I can't do that for you. You got right. to do that for yourself. Right. It's like, what a revelation. Yes. It's yes. like the light bulb went on and I thought, uh, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do that for myself. And it's like, he's right. And I think a lot of relationships struggle because our expectation is my partner has to fulfill completely and yes. fulfill all my expectations. And when he does it, I'm crushed. Yeah, you've got to make me happy. Right. Well, you know, it's funny because my sister, um, it's just the two of us. And uh, the, she's my only sibling. But in her family, the, the motto is, you are responsible for your own happiness. It's not mom's dad, it, it, mom's job, dad's job. It's not Savannah's job to make anybody happy. You alone are responsible for your own happiness. And if you don't like how your life is going, then change, change it. it. So you can make it happy. That's, that's the truth. That is, that so, is the truth. And being is. centered... That takes all the pressure off of everybody that's in your life. It, it does. And it'll take the pressure off of the, the new person that's going to come yes. into your life too. Because they'll be like, I can just be myself. Yes. I don't have to change. Yes. I don't have to accommodate and do this and that. And I, and I always feel like people, and my dad, he told me too, growing up, he said, don't marry somebody you feel like you have to change. Because it's not going to happen. And you're going to be very unhappy. And so it, it's good. It's good to take them at face value. Um, that's why I, I told, I was doing a podcast episode last night with a gal. And um, I said, you know what? For the next guy that comes into my life, whenever that time may come, I want to take my time to get to know this person mm-hmm. before I just bring them in. Bring them in. 
You know, and no need to lasso them up and put a ring on it. Mm-hmm. I don't need that. I want to take my time to get to know somebody because they need to be their authentic person. I need to be my authentic person and our lives have got to jive mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. this is my path. When you know who you are, you become very, very confident. And yeah. I think that we become more open to people and we'll put the other person at ease. Yes. Because you don't have to perform for me. No. Okay, I'm confident in who I am. I'm secure in who I am. I don't need you to make me feel secure. I'm yes. secure in who I am. That puts that other person like, oh, geez, that's nice. It just puts them at ease that they can right. start to be who they are. Yes. So imagine, imagine if two whole, single, healthy people are sitting across the table from each other yeah. having a conversation <laughs> right. that how... Um, how thrilling that would be, how exciting right. that would be. Um, we don't have to agree on things. We can talk about what we don't agree on. And right. then there's just like no, like, well, we don't have that much in common. So what? Who yeah. says we have to have things in common? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I tell people this all the time. Um, you know, you've been married 48 years. Uh, what's the secret? I could tell you a lot of secrets. Okay. <laughs> but... My husband and I are like night and day. <laughs> and 48 years hasn't made us anymore anymore in common. No. no. <laughs> and some of the very basic things that we didn't agree with when we first got married, we still don't, don't agree. agree with each other. <laughs> Yet we've been married all these years. Oh my god. We really respect each other's opinion. Yes. I need to hear his point of view because sometimes it's radically different from mine. Right. So I say, talk to me about how you see and perceive this. Right. And I listen to him. And in my brain, I'm saying, oh, my God. I cannot believe he thinks like this. I really need to hear this perspective. Yeah, yeah. Right? right, right. And when I tell him, this is how I think about this, I could tell by the look on his face, he's like, oh. <laughs> He's like, you're not. Right? Because like, you don't far, think this way? <laughs> well, we're just that far apart. Yes. And we'll talk about it. And we've really learned to respect each other's opinion and perspective. And we really have learned to, uh, I need his perspective. You know why? Because there's a lot of people who think like him. Yeah. And if I don't understand his perspective, then I can't understand all the other people who think like him. <laughs> and just because he thinks that way doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah, I remember one time when we were talking and you were meeting with me, you said, I think very gray. My husband does not. He thinks black and white. And it's it's funny because it's just, it's that's how we're different people. We're different people. And, you know, you had said something, too. You just said, I respect him. You said that a few times. And it's funny because I've been listening to... Um, I listen to different people on YouTube occasionally. And there's this one lady I just found. She's very interesting. I keep talking about her over and over. But she said some really profound things. Like she'll just zing them in. And I'm like, well, that that makes that brings all the logic to everything I've heard every year. All the years about law of attraction, this, that, and the other. But she said to find somebody that is your soulmate, you need to have, have a physical connection. Have to have best friend chemistry. And you have to respect or admire them. Yes. You have to have those three things. Because if you don't have those three things, the physical doesn't last. It just fizzles out. Yep. If you're best friend, that fizzles out because you're just best friend and that's all it is. Right. 
And then if you don't have the respect, then, then you can't, you have nothing to honor. Mm, that's a good word. You know, do you know what I yes, mean? Yes, that's a good word. You don't have anything to honor because you don't, I don't respect this person. Right. I think my husband is brilliant. No, he I is brilliant. He is and because of his life experience, um, he has a perspective of life that I don't have. My husband yes. is a Vietnam War vet. Mm-hmm. He served our country in a way that um, I have no idea. Right. Our generation, you know, your generation, yeah. you have no, no. idea no. where he's been, what he's been through. These men who have gone through, you know, Afghanistan and Fallujah and, and all these other stuff that's happened, we don't get it. No. Okay? And when I meet, especially a military person, I have such respect and honor for them because I know I don't. Yeah. I was a hippie. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. I was a hippie and I still have like hippie thoughts. You <laughs> yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. <laughs> and there are times I say things and my husband looks at me like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. And I understand that it, it, uh, like almost frightens him because he's, <laughs> he comes from such a different world and different right. perspective of protection. Yes. You know? But I really honor and I desperately need his perception of how he views the world. Yeah. And he desperately needs my perception of how I view the world. We yes. can't even watch a television show and agree together. <laughs> we just got finished watching a series and at the very end, he's like, <laughs> what do you think they should do? I said, they should wait. These people will figure it out. Uh, yeah. And he's like... You can't, you have to have the one and the many, Phyllis. They might have to, you know, shoot the plane down in order to save the city. I'm like, not yet. (laughs) Not yet. Wait until the last minute. Don't shoot the plane down. (laughs) And we're waiting to watch the end of the series. And of course, they don't shoot the plane down. They they figure it out. And everybody has a happy ending. And I'm desperate for everyone to have a happy ending. Yes. And he looks at me and we laugh. And he goes, remember, this is television. (laughs) In real life, they might have had to shoot down the plane. Oh, my goodness. And I understand that we need people that have that perspective and I'm we just need each other so respect and honor is really important and the world doesn't think like me and that's okay yeah that's good yeah that's good I wouldn't want the world to I I wouldn't want the world to think my like me I mean how vanilla would I mean I'm not a vanilla person I'm more of like a Neapolitan with sprinkles on top yeah but but even that but even that so you you and me we can't rule the world with Neapolitan sprinkles I know I I want something else (laughs) we need a little vanilla yeah I want like espresso coffee and I want like birthday cake and cookies and cream like I want it all so I think that's singleness See, knowing who you are, being confident in who you are, so that whomever you're with, whether you're with your best friend, right? Right. Whether we're having our relationships with our girlfriends or whether we're having a partner for life, whatever we're doing, that relationship, you need to be so confident in who you are. Yeah. So I, I started that journey with an I am list. Would, are, do you care to share? You don't have to. But do you care to share a couple things that are on it? Because I know it's very personal. It is very personal. And my I am list has changed because I've been doing this for six years. So what I started out with is very different where I am right now. Yes. So every beginning of the year, you know, we, it's, we have New Year's resolutions and all that kind of stuff. Every year what I do is I taught this to my husband 
who said, uh, this is, I don't know if I buy this. I'm like, well, <laughs> too bad, because it's the truth. And we went on vacation together, and he was really struggling. We were both really struggling, but I was coming out of it because I was doing this. Every morning, every night, I had my I am list. Yes. And I would speak it to myself out loud. This is who I am, no right. matter what happens today. Right. This is who I am. Yes. Okay? And I had my I am list. So I went through that list, and I shared mine with him, and we made one for him. And that week that we went on vacation together, we were up in the North Carolina mountains. It was just the two of us. We were in this little cabin, and my husband is a motorcyclist, so we take our motorcycle and we just ride. And at night and in the morning, I'd say, let's do your I am list. And at first, I was like pulling teeth. But I said it out loud with him. And the thing about an I am list is you have to connect your emotion to what you're saying. This is who I am. Okay? Yes. So we, we've been doing this together now. He has his own. My husband's very profound. Uh, his I am <laughs> list makes me cry just when I hear him <laughs> say It's like, oh, my goodness, it's so profound. Right. But he'll tell people. This has centered me and kept me focused. And when bad things are happening and uh, I'm struggling and he's struggled physically with dealing with cancer and dealing with things like that, he said, I go back and I tell myself, hey, this cancer and what's happening to my physical body does not define who I am. I know who I am. And I go back to my I am list and I tell myself, this is who you are. And mm -hmm. that's what's happening to you. But this is who you are. Right. And so I'll share my latest I am list. Whatever you. you feel comfortable. Okay. I don't want to pressure you. So my new I am list from January 2023 is I am wisdom. Oh, I love that. Okay. I don't have wisdom. I am wisdom. Yeah. Every morning. And I do my I am list before I get out of bed and when I get back in bed. Because once my feet hit the ground, mm -hmm. I'm kind of done. Yes. Okay? So mm -hmm. I wake up in the morning, and I don't get out of bed without doing my I am list. Good morning, Lord. Today is a new day. I'm thankful for today. Wake up thankful. Yes. I wake up thankful. I am wisdom. I love I operate in wisdom. I think in wisdom. Everything that I'm going to operate, every person I'm going to speak to today is going to be the reciprocant of wisdom because wisdom is who I am. My expectation is that wisdom is flowing into me today. It's coming in from every single area, ways that I know about and ways that I don't know about because wisdom is flowing into me. It's who I am, and it's who I'm going to give to every single person I come in contact with today. My gift to them is wisdom, because I am wisdom. Yes. That's it? I love it! Okay. My other one is I am abundance. I don't have abundance. I am abundance. Abundance flows into me, and abundance flows out of me. So... Where do I, where does my uh, abundance come from? I have abundance. I am an abundance of wealth. I am an abundance of wisdom. I am an abundance of goodness. I am an abundance of finances, right? I am an abundance of success. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not what I have. 
It's who I am. So every morning and every night, I have a list of who I am, and every year, I change up my list. And so when I go through my list, I make sure that I'm emotional. Yes. I feel. What does it feel like to have wisdom? Right. What does it feel like to be wise? Yes. And I start to tap into the feeling of wisdom. What does it feel like? What does it feel like to be abundant? I love it. I feel so full. I'm inspired. I, I just jotted down a couple. Just hearing yours uh, inspired me to like think of a couple even for myself Please. just now. Yeah, I was like... These words just popped out into my head as you were talking about yours because I was like, this is really creative. Because, you know, you think yes. of like really basic things. When I started and you had me do this, I don't know. It was very basic. Like, yes. I am, I am, I don't know, whatever it, it was. Matter. It was just very basic and I can't, you know, and it was well, so Well, I think that, that we have to start out with um, the realization as well is this. I am wisdom. Now, the reality is... I have moments during the day that I'm not so wise. But that doesn't mean that I am not wisdom. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because my circumstances, the outside worldly activity doesn't tell me who I am. I get to tell me who I am. Right. Only me. Exactly. Not you, not my husband, not my kids, not my grandkids, not my circumstances, just me. Yeah. So when I do something that is really unwise (laughs) or really (laughs) stupid... I have learned to think, oh, wow. (laughs) Laugh at myself and say, however, I I am wisdom. wisdom." Uh, Yeah, that's right. Okay? Because it recenters me even when I do something that is like, I hate doing stupid things. I don't like doing stupid things. I can get like angry with myself. Like that was just a stupid thing to do. And then instantly now I refocus and recenter because my center now tells me, my brain, I'm rewiring my brain with this, Lisa. This is who I am. No, that's... You just and my really brain tells some, me, yes. no, no, this is who you are, no matter what stupid thing you just did. Well, that is funny because last week, I, I, I'm like, I, I must adore this lady. But when I was listening to that Marisa Peer lady, she said, your brain, she said, write down a list of what you want. She said, your, vein, your brain is very intelligent, and it will devise a map to get you it will. there. That's why you make these I am lists. You create vision boards. You yes. create goals. Yes. Once you write it down and you create those goals, your brain figures out a way to make it happen. Yes. Our brain is like, wow, what a gift from God I know. that we have that we haven't really tapped into. Right. So rewiring our brain is something that I have been doing on purpose I have rewired my brain. I am in process of rewiring my brain. Yeah. And I want to do it every day, all the time. Yeah. Okay? Because that's what's changing my... It's changing who I am. It's changing my atmosphere. It's changing my home life. It's changing everything about yeah. me. Oh, right? yeah. So this is what's important. Your brain doesn't know if you've actually done it when you... When you visualize it in your brain. Right. Okay, so athletes do this, military does this, everybody does this, that understands how our brain really works. So when you visualize yourself doing something, feeling something, being something to your brain, you've actually done it. 
Yes. You've actually done yes. it. Yes. So if you do this every morning, every night, every morning, every night, every morning, every night, to your brain, you are wisdom. You are yes. abundance. You are favored. You right. are grace. Yes. You are mercy. You are strong. You are confident. So yes. you are, right? right? You're saying, I am. Yes. So when you have a circumstance that says opposite of what you're training your brain, yeah. your brain says, no. <laughs> no, yeah, right. that's not who we are. Yeah. And you instantly go into that default. Right. And it goes back to who you are. It's... And that struggling time from what we do into who we are gets shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter until we don't have that lapse of, oh, geez, look what I just did. Beat yourself up, tear yourself down. Right. Those times become shorter and shorter and shorter because you're rewiring your brain and your brain is telling you no. And you know what? That is so crucial to... Have you ever heard of the time it says to to break a habit, it takes what, like 60 days? Well... Have you heard? Have you heard of things like that? And it, I and have heard of things like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, in essence, I thought of that when you were saying that because your brain defaults to... Yes. Well, when, like, for example, when I, I went on a diet, um, I did a diet, it'll be two years this November I started it. Um, and, uh, I did, it was Optivia and I ate their food and she said, you can't cheat. You can't cheat. I was like, what? Come on. And so, but I didn't, I didn't cheat. Like I was told that. So, but I did that diet. I did it for like two, one month, two months, three months. Then finally like my body reset. Yes. I wasn't eating as much. I was used to eating less food. It totally reset. So yes. my brain and my body were now in tune with one another. Like this is normal. Yes. This is the new normal. Yes. So that's, I think like doing your I am list, creating one, um, saying it to yourself, do 30 days, say, I'm going to try 30 days, saying my I am list to myself and see what happens. 60 days. Then 90 days. Then what has happened in those 90 days? Right. What's the growth? What changes have taken place yes. in your life? I mean, I'm sure it's amazing. It's I'm amazing. sure it probably is. You probably get to see it with your... With I your... do get to see it. Consistency is the key. I saw it in myself. Morning, night, morning, night, morning, night, morning, How night. How long did it take night. for you, did you think, before it changed? I, when you started feeling better. You when I started yourself. feeling better was at least three months in. I started mm -hmm. to feel better, but... I would say four, five, six months in, this was my new default. This is the way that I thought. And I could catch, I could, I'd have a conversation where something would happen and immediately my brain would go on my new default, but that's not truth. That's a fact that happened, but it's not the truth. Right. And my, I would talk to, and my brain would automatically just flip over to, because this is who you are. Yeah. And I thought, wow, this is actually working. It's like, <laughs> this is working in me. And I right. saw myself starting to change. It was almost like, Lisa, looking from the inside out, uh, my world was starting to change the way I right. saw the world, the way I saw people, the way I heard people, the way I judged people. Right. So all my judgments started to change. And I started to not really, you know, people say, don't judge me, man. I learned how much judgment I judge myself. You know, it's so hard on me, so therefore I was hard on you. Right. And I might not act like I was hard on you, but I was because I'm hard on me. Right. Okay, and the way we judge ourselves is kind of like the lens that we judge everybody else in. 
Yes. We just mask it with nicer words. Oh, oh, totally. Okay. And, and, and just saying all of that, I think of all the garbage talk that I've said to myself yes, for years. Yes, I, like, yes. like there wasn't anything. I'm on TikTok. And it's funny because some, some people say the most dastardly things on there. Like they say the most horrible things to people on these videos. I, I cringe. I was like, what kind of a... That person must absolutely hate themselves to say that. To a complete stranger. Yeah. And, and, um, but it's funny because, you know, I've had a couple, like, I guess you want to call them trolls or whatever they are. I've had a couple people say some things on mine and, um, and I would say to myself, this is terrible, terrible admission, but it's fact. I'm thinking there's nothing they can say to me. I haven't already said to myself mm. that was bad. You know mm. what I mean? And I'm like, what's wrong with me? And, and, it, and I've come into this revelation just in, in being single and, and finding my place in this world and being happy with where I'm at is that, um, uh, that falling in love with yourself again. Yes. Because you're with yourself the rest of your life, the your whole life. life. <laughs> you're, that's, that's a guarantee. You're always going to be with yourself, but you need to love yourself and who you are, who you are. And, and that I am list it's got to be something you love. Yes. And and I think maybe for some people, it might be really hard to create that list. Mm -hmm. And like for me, I would think of like very basic things. You know, I'm in sales and I would think, hmm, I'm not really comfortable saying I'm a superstar salesperson. You know what I mean? I, I'm, but like just listening to you today talk about your I am list. I, my list said, um, I am energy. I am life. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a breath mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. life to you people. Are. I am joy and I'm an inspiration. You are. And, and I was like, that I can live with. Yes. That, I, that is me. That is me. Okay. So when, we, when you make your I am list, it's called being congruent with your heart and your brain. Yes. A lot of times what we say, we say it, but we don't really believe it. <laughs> yes, okay. I but know. your heart has yes. to believe what you're saying. Right. It's really important. And you know, not to bring up anyone's faith, but it's even biblical. The Bible yeah. says you have to believe in your heart right. and then say it out of your mouth. Right. Because if you don't believe it, I'm not asking people to come up with some list that they don't believe in. Yeah. You know, I wish I was this. I want to be this, but I don't think I'll ever be this. Right. Well, then don't say it. Mm -hmm. Okay? Because you've got to believe in your heart. I am this. Way right. down deep inside, I know that this is who I am. Yes. So the emotion has to be there because the belief system in your heart has to be there. So it's important that you believe what you wrote. You can live with that. And yes. as you say, I am joy. I am love. I am light right? Mm -hmm. I am inspiration. You start living that because you yes. believe that's who you are. Then your I am list is going to start expanding because you're going to start to realize, hey, I'm also this and I'm also that. <laughs> yes. Who knew? Yes. And you start realizing your future potential. Right. So when I say I am wisdom, that I'm speaking future potential of who I am. I'm bringing my future into my present. Right. By speaking it, by believing this is who I am in my heart. I'm speaking it out of my mouth. I'm bringing my future into my now. Right. And this is who I am now. That moves me into my preferred future. 
I will, I'm going to tell you what, I'm so glad you shared a little bit of your I am list because it, it inspired me to kind of tweak my own. And like this immediately was this. Yes. Those words popped into my head when you shared yours. I think it's good to share with people because sometimes they might not know. They're probably like, I don't know. Where do I begin? I don't know where to begin. So, you know, everybody needs that beginning spot. That's yes. the hardest. Once you get through the beginning spot and then the consistency of doing it every morning, every night, every morning, every night. I have clients. I say, what do you do every day that's a routine? Every single day you do the same thing. Every day. What is it? I don't know. I walk the dog. Awesome. <laughs> every time you walk your dog, you're going to walk your dog and say your I am list. So that your brain connects walking the dog with your I am list. You'll never walk the dog without going through your I am list in three right. months. So you asked about making a habit. It takes 30 days of hard work to break the habit that you want to break. Yeah. yeah. So the first 30 days of the I am list, this is what I would do, Lisa. I'd get up <laughs> out of bed and brush my teeth, wash my face and think, oh, I didn't say my I am list. I'd get back in bed. Yes. So I'd get back in the bed right. and say, okay, I can't get out of bed without saying my I am. I'm retraining my brain. Yeah. And then <clears throat> at night, it was easier. I'd get in bed, I'd read, you know, you do, and then you get under the covers and I'd say my I am list and then I'd fall asleep. But in the morning, it was so hard for me to remember not to get out of bed before I said my I am list. Yeah, so, because it was, yeah, that was the routine. Right. That was the habit. Like I was the, breaking that. Mm-hmm. And making myself do this every morning by actually getting back into the bed. My bed is my trigger. When I'm in my bed, when I get into bed, I say my I am list. When I wake up in the morning before I get out of bed, I say my I am list. Yeah. And I've just trained myself to do it. So the first 30 days are hard work. Yeah. The second 30 days, you're into 60 days of making a new habit. Your I am list, that routine of whatever it is that you're doing, mm -hmm. you're visualizing now. You're visualizing who you are as that person. Okay, mm -hmm. what does it feel like? This is who I am. You're spending more time visualizing and feeling who you are as this new person that you've made right. your list. And so that is, is making the connection between the brain and the heart. You're fusing that like electrical connection. Yes. Okay, into your brain, making a new pathway in your brain that this is who I am. Mm -hmm. And it's less work than the first 30 days, but it's still work. Yes. But 90 days in, you have a new default. Yeah. And what does that mean? You ain't thinking about it anymore, girl. This right. is who you are. Right. And honestly, I don't, I think some people may think, well, this is difficult. This is, this is hard for me to, to like match up to this. But I think like whoever's listening I I feel this in my heart right now to share is that you you pick something easy. Yes. You, everybody excels at something. Everybody does. Everybody has a strength at something. They it could be technical, it could be whatever, it could be just a myriad of different things. But pick that thing besides just your occupation and being the mother, but pick something in that that you do that you do very well and that that can be on your your I am. Well, I want you to reach deeper than and that. <laughs> so what's your greatest, uh, like, I have people that really struggle with confidence. Mm -hmm. And I make them. I said, okay, so your I am list is I am confident. 
They're like, yeah, but I don't feel confident. I said, okay, we're going to start to think about what would you feel like? What do you think it would feel like to be confident? Right. Describe what you want to feel like. And they start describing. I feel more sure of myself. I wouldn't second guess myself so much. I wouldn't. And they start talking to me about how they think they would feel when they were confident. And we're starting to connect that feeling of a confident person. Who do you know that's a confident person that you look up to? Oh, I think so-and-so is confident. Well, what do they act like to you? What do you perceive them to be? We start to connect the feelings. So part of their I am list is I am confident. Right. Because they're speaking their future and bringing their future into their present. Yeah. So somebody who's struggling with confidence, I make them put I am confident on their I am list because that is their future. That's their future self. And we're going to bring their future self into their present self so that that is who they are now. Yes. And they start to feel, okay, this is what it feels like. And so we do this for a while, session after session, until I tell them, how are you doing? And I could tell by the way they come in. They come in, they sit down, their whole posture's changed. I'm like, so how are you doing today? I'm feeling so confident. Oh, really? What does that feel like? Right. I'm feeling this, and I, it is not who the, what it would feel like. I am feeling this. Yes. I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling the emotion of being confident now. I so, am confident. So this is, this is very interesting. So see, what I did right here in this little list that I created, this is very easy for me. So let's do something that's a little bit more challenging. Yes, like being disciplined okay. <laughs> and being on time. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that's a good I am on time. I am, I am punctual. I am punctual. And so what does it feel like to be punctual? It feels respectful. It feels respectful. Yes. Who are you respecting? The other person. The other person. Yes. How important is that those people to you? Uh, hundred. Uh, very important. And so, therefore, the motivation behind being punctual is yes. because these people are important to you. Yes. And you want to be respectful of their time. Right. And you want to show them you really do care about them. Yes. Feel that. That feeling will motivate you. Yes. To say, I am punctual. Yes. I was not a very punctual person. Right. And my husband taught me about punctuality and how important it is. (laughs) And that was the motivation is the people that are waiting for you. Yes. You're communicating. You are so important to me. Right. That being on time makes me communicate to you how much I think about you as a person. And that motivated me, and I thought, oh, oh, I can definitely do that. And that was easy. Yes. I thought it was going to be so hard. It turned out to be so easy because of the motivation of why I wanted to be punctual was because I'm a people person. You're a people person. I want you to know you're important to me. Right. This is a simple way that I can show you. I'm just going to be on time. So is it good to have... An I am list, kind of going back. That's like, um, so this, so this little list is easy that I. So listed. let's make a challenging one. This, oh, so do you think it's good to just have a straight up challenging one? I do. And no easy ones layered in there to kind of because when I see this, I feel like yeah, this is me. Boom! I was born this way. Like yeah, I came, I came out, of, I came out of the womb, energetic and yes, laughing, and I mean, like that's just that's who. A, that's in my It's genetics. who you are. Yes. Definitely. But let's look at the future Lisa. Get Who's braver. the future Lisa? Get a little bit And brave. let's bring that person into the present. Yes. So you've got to believe this in your heart. This is who I am. And this is why. Because knowing your why is so important. That motivation. Right. And then you become, I am punctual. Okay? Yeah. 
who, who do you want to be? Who do you see in the future that you want to bring into that present? Oh, Who's that person? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Who's that Who person? Who is that person? Oh, geez. I don't, I don't. So think about that. I don't. Yes. And be brave. Uh, who is that person and bring them into the future? Yes. I love that. No, take that future person and bring them into the present. Yes. Okay. Don't okay. wait. Well, don't one wait. of these days Become I'll get there. That. No, no, no. You'd be there right now. Yes. So you've got to see into the future who you right. want to be, who you know you're supposed to be, who you know is inside of you yes. to be that person. I, I could do it. And then say, okay, I'm going to speak that right. I am and bring that future person into my present. Yes. And I promise you she'll show up quicker than you think. She probably will. She will. Yeah, because I was reading, um, when I initially launched this podcast, I, w- I was reading just a, a, a few little blurbs about growing your podcast and growing your audience. And this lady was like, you need to be comfortable speaking in front of large groups of people. You just you need to be comfortable promoting what you're doing through other outlets, other than just the podcast itself. You need to be comfortable doing these other things, X, Y, and Z. And I was like, oh. I'm, I'm comfortable sitting at your kitchen table right now talking to podcasts, talking in front of like 100 to 200 people. Like I want to go to the bathroom 5 million times before I get up there. <laughs> okay, so this is what you're going to do. Okay, so let me paint a picture of future Lisa. Okay. <laughs> future Lisa sees herself. What's your hair look like? What's your makeup look like? What are you wearing? You're going to walk out on a stage and feel the energy, because you are energy, yes. of all the people, the 200 people that are sitting yeah. out there waiting to hear what you have to say. Right. You're going to feel their energy and the excitement that you feel walking out on yeah. that stage. Right. And you're going to open up your mouth, and out of your innermost being, you're going to start to share the most important, passionate things <laughs> about your life, and you're going to enjoy yourself so much, you're going to feel the electricity going through yes. your body of standing in front of all these people sharing your passion knowing looking at their faces yes. and knowing that i'm connecting with these people i could see it in their eyes i could feel it with them and you're feeding on that energy back and forth that you feel and you're going to start to visualize yourself doing that every single day while you're yes. driving somewhere it's your visualization you're going to right. go there in your mind so that when that moment comes and you find yourself standing in front of 100, 200 people, you, their brain is going to say, this is easy peasy. We've already done this. <laughs> right. You've been here. You've been here You've before. You've been here before. You, what's deja vu? Deja right, vu yeah. is we've been there, done that. We've <laughs> <Yeah>. experienced it. <laughs> we could do that in our thinking and yes. in our mind. And you take that future self and you right. bring it into the present. Right. And you live it out. Yes. Then you'll need to go find a new future self. And then you've got to find, yes. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Life. And that's so exciting. Right? Oh, it is so exciting. Thank you so much, Lisa, for giving me this opportunity to share all of this with you and your listeners. No, thank you so much. I've I've enjoyed every bit of this, and I definitely want to have you back. (laughs) I would love to. I would love to come and talk to you at any time. This has been fun, and so um, thanks for this opportunity. You're welcome. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you again next week. All right. (laughs) Bye.